Hello, hello, hello. Another week. The NBL Cup is run and one, and Hay Fever has hit me like an absolute Mack truck, as you can hear by my nasally voice and leaking eyes. But of course, there is much bigger things going on at the moment within the league, both good and unfortunately bad. Before we get into that, Peter Hooley, how are you doing? Mate, I don't envy you because I was pretty bad last week with that. And for some reason, I get I feel like I get hay fever worse than anybody in the world. But you might have me beat right now. I barely ever get it. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I've been leaky. It looks like I was I, crying. People I was a- have like developed this since moving to Melbourne. It's a Melbourne thing. And now, in the current, in the midst of a pandemic, is not the time to be getting hay <laughs> no, fever. And as a, a a member of the public transport cohort, not the time no, to have leaking eyes, sneezing, that sort of stuff. But it is not contagious, so I am here doing this. But I'll tell you what, we've got to start, of course, on some of the more sombre news we've mm. had throughout the season. Of course, there are multiple parties involved in this, not just the man that we know, Mitch Creek, in the NBL. And for those hoping that we're going to delve into this and break down what happened, we're obviously not. This is a legal matter before the courts, way above our pay grade to even be speaking on. And once again, and I will warn everyone with this, we don't know the facts of what is going on here. We know absolutely nothing other than an article that was written about the charges, which appeared to be half talking about Mitch Creek's career with a few (laughs) sentences in there about a potential charge or a charge that is going on. But what I will say is it's obviously more than just a rumour. Police don't just go around laying charges willy-nilly, sending things through the court system. So obviously there's a lot of merit to this and we're not going to touch it for that matter because there's two parties involved here, one of which we have no idea about, so we're going to stay well, well clear of the Creek incident and let it play out through the court system. I will add as well, the NBL has done the right thing Mm. by suspending Mitch from obviously playing and training with the South East Melbourne Phoenix and whether that was a Phoenix issue or an NBL issue, it's the right thing to do. You let this play out. Any talk on it before we... No, you're bang on. I think they made the right decision. And again, I don't even know anything besides the article that you saw as well, so I couldn't comment if we did. And we'll see what happens in due time. The one thing we will touch on is the impact on this for the Phoenix. Mm. Obviously, Mitch out for the foreseeable future. Everything looked like it was rolling well for the Phoenix. Brokoff's in. Mm. Now, obviously, Brokoff is going to have to play a much bigger role than previously expected. Yeah, and he's, but his role is going to be different to what Mitch brought to that team. Like Mitch fills up a stat sheet, does everything, energy plays, a leader on the floor. So how do they respond? Because exactly right, all the uh, magnifying glasses now on the Phoenix and how they're going to be able to respond to it. So it'll be a, a tough period for the Phoenix, you'd think. And they've got the uh, enough pieces and bringing Ryan Brockhoff in was it's going to help them. But yeah, it could be a tough few weeks. You'd oh, it's think, going to be maybe. more than tough. I think this this rules them out. Like when Brokoff came in, we were thinking, okay, this is a top four chance. But Mitch Creek is the heart and soul of this yep. team, and that is the, Bryce Cotton, Perth Wildcats. Yeah, you talk MVP. You take Bryce Cotton out of the Wildcats. Yeah, boom, right NBL down. One. Yeah. Not making finals. <laughs> NBL one team. Yeah. You take Mitch Creek out of the Phoenix, potentially even worse yeah. because you look at he doesn't just impact the scoreboard. Rebounding, assists, energy, everything. He's the heart and soul of this team. So a lot, a lot of questions Mm. to be answered right now for the Phoenix moving forward. But Lamar Patterson finally returns home to the Brisbane Bullets out from New Zealand. It was quick, wasn't it? It was quick. It all seemed to happen. I, I felt like this was the first time that we had like an NBL free agency sort of thing going on. And look, I love it, the fact that Lamar Patterson's mm. back and as usual, the fat jokes and all that sort of stuff has come out. And I'm going to go out and say that, can we just end that now? And I've been guilty of it in the past, but we get it. Lamar Patterson is a thicker human being. You mean a free agent, the tr- a trade deadline type thing? If what Trade we're deadline, yeah. but it felt like free agency. It was going team to team. I hadn't even had my Monday morning coffee and saw Olgan's news and I saw, oh, Orlando Johnson mutually parted ways, Lamar Patterson. Then I already started thinking, oh, I wonder where he's heading. 
within 30 seconds, all of a sudden he's back at, in Brisbane. I like it because he's going somewhere now he's comfortable. Like he's, yeah, I like it for him. Yeah, 100%. I don't like it for the Bullets. Well, that's it The Bullets needed someone who can dog the guards yeah. full court. Sobey's not a defender. He's improved out mm. of sight in that area, but they still need a dogged on-ball defender. They've got enough points. That's true. They, I just yeah. don't understand where Lamar Patterson fits in this. I'm, I'm happy for Lamar Patterson because it obviously wasn't working in New Zealand, and I think he's going to be much happier in Brisbane. Well, I think he's going to have a team standpoint. I just don't understand. I think he's going to have a, a better impact. Orlando Johnson was starting to show some signs, but I think he wasn't happy, and then obviously all the bullets weren't happy. I think Lamar Patterson have a better impact there. But you're right; the the scoring's not the issue when you're bringing guys off the bench. No, a running gun, it's just a. But again, he's going to be. He knows the teammates. He knows the system where he might be able to fit in. But you're right because Nathan Sobey is an MVP candidate right now. So how? What does that change his role? I'm not sure exactly when he's healthy, when he's going to step foot on the court. But again, I like it as a personal choice for him. Whether he just takes some time to get into his role. And Matthew Hodgson's playing probably his best basketball ever. I don't know why I use his full name. Matt Hodgson is also works. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's it happens so quick. Here's it's, my thing. Yeah, if you're the Brisbane Bullets, mm. is improving on offense going to help you win a championship or is improving on defensive end going to help you win a championship? Just answer me either side of the court. Oh, defense wins championships. Defense. So Lamar Patterson is not an elite level defender, an elite level player, but he is not an elite level defender. So I just don't understand where the thinking is at. It's like, oh, Lamar Patterson's on the market. Bang, we want him. We'll take him without actually thinking how this impacts on the yeah, team. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know how the conversation went down. If they'd seen that Orlando Johnson was or one that and had parted ways, they were probably looking elsewhere, and then Lamar Patterson just popped up, a quick phone call, like, oh, you want to come home? And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. Can I bring my dog? No, we've been through that. Um, but, yeah, well, Andrew Gaze once told you that you can't win games with just offense, and you proved him wrong, so maybe the Bulls proved can prove him wrong. wrong. We won that game in Ballarat, 116 yeah. to 115. <laughs> Take that one, Gaze. You, where to now for the Ooh. NBL Cup? Now, we've heard... Time and time again, I thought the whole thing was fantastic. Mm. Start to finish, the NBL Cup was fantastic. Good crowds, good entertainment. They did a fantastic job. Games were close. Buzzer beaters. As usual, the Wildcats win. Everything was as normal, as normal. with the NBL. It was marred a little bit by the people who just don't understand commercial arrangement, government arrangements, saying, oh, this is the NBL Cup. It's made to favour Melbourne. Get in the bin. That's stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, yeah. Circumstances happened to make this, yeah, a little bit more advantageous to Melbourne by them having home games. But you know what? We don't start going at the Japanese athletes for the Tokyo Olympics because they're going to be having the Olympics <laughs> at home. It's circumstantial. Yes, they may benefit from that. There was money coming in from the government that said, if you hold this in Melbourne, you can get this amount of money. Now, we don't know exactly what that money mm. was, but I know it was a sizable figure and the NBL needed that cash, so they had to have it in Melbourne. No other state governments were willing to provide the same amount of cash. Because no other state governments went through what we went through last year no. in terms of the Victorian people and sport in Victoria. So you're exactly right. They wanted to bring more people here, have this showcase. And you say where to? It's not going to be in Melbourne next year when it happens no. again. It's going to move around. And It'd be cool to have it in Sydney. I want the game to grow in Sydney, so have it in Sydney. Perth, the game... They're already getting 15000 to a game. Right. The, but, the game doesn't necessarily need to grow over there. Have it in Tasmania, Sydney, one of these places where we continue to want to grow the well, game. Well, Jeremy Lolliga said in halftime interview that he there's a lot of things he thinks it's a success, but now you can kind of tweak things and change things. There's a chance it might be split over like two weeks, like a two rounds, which I don't mind because we it is kind of like the, we Europe, could style, for sure. the Europe style of mid-season competition, but I don't mind if he did split it up like that. It might change things. Um, I think Brian Gorgian came out and said he doesn't believe that it should be count towards the regular season season, which I get because the Europe style, they don't do that. But again, then you get it more of a, who am I buying tickets to watch? Is Bryce Cotton yeah. playing today if it doesn't matter? Like all these kind of things. So there's a lot that, that could possibly change. 
There is still talks of an all-star game. That's a possibility with dunk contests and three-point. That's more likely, I think, than an all-star game from what I've heard. But again, Jeremy was saying that he'd love to see a rising stars versus next stars, kind of maybe like a 3x3 type thing, which would be cool. Uh, it's but all tacky, all this sort of stuff. Like, that's I can what I mean. What the There's NBA so many Europe's options. done for so long and done it so well. You don't have these tacky out. Like we had high stakes hoops and all this. I thought the NBL Cup was pure in yeah. what it was. It was a tournament-based thing. It felt like a bit of March Madness to it. Of yeah. course, not the knockout, but it was a pure tournament. No need for, you know, four-point rules. You mm. shoot it from this spot or whatever, all this sort of stuff, three on three. Just just keep it pure. Well, that's the thing I, I loved about this thing yeah. was the fact that we had pe- we had people in the sports bet office that would never have usually mm. gone to a game, but it was ten bucks for yeah, two games. Crazy. There was yeah. nothing else on. Mm. A massive gap in the sporting landscape, and they went and they enjoyed it mm. because. Indoor entertainment is natural to the game of basketball. Yep. You look at the NBA, you can send little flames off the backboard. You can do all this sort of stuff. The music, that's natural to the game of basketball. The AFL's tried it, doesn't work. Other sports have tried it. Soccer tries it, it doesn't work. Mm. It's a great show when you go to these things. And I think a whole lot of people were opened up to the game of basketball and what the NBL actually is via this daily basketball. It was on TV, people were going. Mm. Absolute success from all angles. I'm with you. And you said the crowds, and a lot of people are oh, look at the start of the five o'clock game in midweek, there's no crowds. People are still coming from work. But people came. The second half of game one was always packed, and then they have a massive game coming. It was elite for what There's also get. limits to how many people you could still have there. Sorry, we're still on a pandemic, everybody. It's a pandemic. There's yeah. a ten thousand seat stadium. Yeah. I think what the limit was fifty percent still. Yeah. Five thousand people spread out amongst a ten thousand seat well, stadium. That's thing. He's gonna look a little spark. And you can't have this COVID rules are you can't sit like behind the rows with different families. So there's still, you have to, if you have 5,000, it's not like they have to all be on the lower level. They have to be all around the stadium. So I'm right, big tick, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. I heard that there's a random thing. They might have it in Hawaii. Oh, I've heard it. I'm there. there's anything we know about the if NBL. it's Hawaii, they dream the, big. The rumours absolutely fly. But if it's in Hawaii, we're, we're in there. They landed a rover on Mars. You never yeah. know, huh? Larry's got the cash to build a spaceship. Let's Do go. it. Why is everyone getting dunked on in NBL 21? Now, last year we probably had three or four big dunks throughout the year. It seems like every single that, week yeah. we're fighting for was that the dunk of the year. We've got a couple here that we can run mm. through. And Mojave King. Now, do you reckon if Mike Kelly was seeing this every day right, at practice, exactly we'd see a little bit more of Mojave? I reckon we would. I think we would too. This I like this one. Just throwing it in, just as you said, he's just uh, one pre-departure before you get on the flight. There, yeah, Orlando Johnson. It's that body-to-body action mm. that we haven't seen for so this long. When we talk about body-to-body. This is the yeah. best you can mm. see. Oh. Bang! It's just straight yeah, to it. Sunday Detch one, and there's one more, I believe. Which, oh, oh, this is the most Perth Wildcats dunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then the most Perth Wildcats. That is the single most Perth Wildcats dunk you are going to have to see since Casey Prather was there. But you see stuff like that, like. Mm. That's a whole year's worth of highlight yeah. reel in days gone by for the NBL. Now, I've always said that I want to see the rule come in with the defensive three seconds because mm. that's why you see so many guys getting dunked on in the NBA because you have to duck out of the yep. key, guys wait for it, they can see you coming and you have to contest it like that. Well, I might be – I think Sunday Detch and Mojave King in the top – Cam Oliver, I think that's where the dunk of the year is coming out of one of those three because they're guards on bigs and they're going through the body. That's the big Which one. is way more impressive. Hodgie's one was still impressive. The photo is going to be the best <laughs> photo. I'll tell you what Hodgie's one was. Hodgie's one was more Mason Peatling, what on earth are yeah, you exactly. doing trying to still get in that post? I understand any publicity is good publicity. Mm. Trust me. Yeah. More than most, I understand <laughs> that. But Mason Peatling, just maybe there's better ways to get yourself on a post. I think guys are just going harder now because they've, they've seen it a couple of times and guys, um, they're feeling fresher. They're just excited to be out playing and everyone's trying to get these plays which has got to go to the offense, be like, that's elite that you're trying to bang on that. But the other one is the defense. Everyone's trying to block it as well. I love this. 
But, it also- but it's, it's, it's not weighted the same. If you block a dunk, everyone's like, oh, great defensive yeah. play, blah, blah, blah. But if you get dunked on, then it's all over ESPN. It's all over everything. Aaron so Baines has had a few blocks, but no one talks about that because he gets dunked on <laughs> so many times. But coaches love it. Yeah, exactly. Because they want you to contest that. So it's a well, tough one to and it also you talked about the NBA thing with defensive three seconds. I think that's why we're seeing a. Str- I'm going completely off topic here. Seeing a struggle with Dengadel. I think the the floor's more space. The defensive three seconds. His ability to get to the rim is not as congested. Oh, the, the way the game is set up here is not conducive to NBA style no. highlights. When we talk about ankle breakers mm. stuff like that, like you remember the Allen Iverson or Michael Jordan crossover. Mm. If that was the NBL, you got two dudes stuck Everybody right in the there on there the elbows. Because the three-point line's in yep. closer, you don't have the defensive three seconds. So a lot of players, it's not conducive to that. And I would love to see us get to the point where we had 12-minute quarters, NBA-sized court. That'd be nice. That'd be fantastic. Defensive three seconds is the big one, though. You want highlights, bring in the defensive three seconds. Oh, the issue is it. we work well, we work by FIBA rules. Okay, don't so petition we, it. We can't, I, I don't think we, can, <laughs> we can't pick and choose that one. Who should the Jack Jumpers sign first? I'm going Thon Maker. I think Thon Maker is going to be a, a great. I don't know where he is now. Do we know where he is? Oh, he damn sure ain't in the NBA. I that's think. what I mean. So what's he doing? I'd like to see Thon Maker playing for the. I don't Jack know. I was never sold on Thon Maker. But given, that's what I mean. He's still going to be a marquee signing where people can get around and see what he does. But it could have the same thing. Yeah, but there's oh, Dell, How they? How do they play in this type of league? And um, well, Matthew Delvadova is the big name. But yeah, I think you've got it. You've got to spend. The, you've got to throw the checkbook at that. Oh, for sure. Whether it be Dalavadova, Goulding, very, very tough one to get. He's gone. Three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years Melbourne. So, so he's one tough. you can't get. Yeah, but contracts are worth the paper that they're written on. If you can pay enough money to Melbourne, you can get him out of there. And Wait. the fact that the league owner owns Melbourne, you can probably bend the rules on a contract a little bit, but I don't see Chris Goulding. We know what Chris Goulding loves his, loves his wine, loves his South Yarra lifestyle. I just don't see him going to Tasmania. No, I don't, think, I don't think. But Del, Delhi's the one for me. Yeah. You've got to throw the checkbook at Delhi, and I think he's one of the guys who wouldn't mind it. I think he'd love I think he wants to come back. His he franchise. wants to play 40 minutes. Yeah. I always think with guys in the NBA that are playing sort of sporadic minutes, you could come over to Australia. You've got enough money. You've got a huge amount of money. I understand maybe some people live their lifestyles to that sort of checkbook, but come over, you can play 40 minutes and you can be the man. Talk about money. Delhi's got a lot of Bitcoin from what I hear, so I don't think he money's the too big of an issue. Well, they can go two ways. It could be broke tomorrow yeah. or it could be <laughs> Elon Musk-style rich. That's the way that thing's going. In play or out of bounds, Ooh. do Melbourne United need to fill that final import slot? I saw Carl Beston raise this one on Twitter and I've yanked it from his Twitter feed, this question here. I actually don't mind it. I, I think that they probably do. What I'm seeing at the moment is just they they need someone who can create their own shot at the end of the game. Right now, Scotty Hobson was going to be that guy, just isn't bringing it to that level at the moment. I'm not sure whether he fits within that rotation. I'm not saying get rid of Scotty Hobson because obviously you're not going to pay the guy out, but find another guy. They don't necessarily need to be a superstar, but just someone who can create their own shot. Chris Goulding's not that type of guy. Elite Top five guy in the NBL, but he's not a stand there and break you down, get to the rack and draw a foul type guy. He's a come off a down screen, bang, catch and shoot, game changer in that sense. But I would like to see more of a game breaker style player. And I never thought that I'd say that at the start of the season with Melbourne, but that's the way it appears to be going. A Casper Ware style as Carl raised. I don't think they do because I think they just need guys healthy to be, because when they started, everybody was healthy and now Scotty Hobson's hurt, Shay Lee was hurt, Chris Golding was hurt. The biggest name that we're not talking about, since Jack White's gone, they've struggled. And it's crazy to say that about a rookie, but he was a, a leader in what he does athletically. He's a great defender. He had some massive plays in the clutch, albeit one was a layup, two were defensive, and one was a uh, rebound. They're missing Jack White more than ever. Oh, how quickly they did. forget. And that's what I'm talking Like, Jack White, it can't be understated. Since he's gone down, United should still be winning these games. They've lost three on the road. Yeah. They're still inexcusable losses. On the road. Uh, sorry, three at home. <laughs> on, on the trot is what I was trying to say. Road games. But they need 
they need to be winning these games regardless. I don't think they need another import. They just need guys healthy um, because, I, again, I'm not sure who you go and get. We, we talk about all the roster they have. They just need everyone back. And Jack White, they need back ASAP. Well, you should know. You're on the board of Melbourne United, aren't you? Uh, I wish. I mean, Sympathiser. United sympathiser. No, I, I just reckon – and look, it may be stupid. They may go on a run and win 10 straight games. You never know. Mm. That's what this team's capable of. But I still think it's one to keep up the sleeve. Hot or cold, Will McDowell White to New Zealand. The biggest myth mm. in Australian basketball We've never is seen him. Will well, we McDowell White. Sydney for a little bit. He's much like Bitcoin. Mm. He could come in and just be unbelievable or he could come in and be underwhelming. We don't know. All we've been told for years is Will McDowell White is the truth. Well, he He's a giddy-style yeah. player, but we just haven't seen him. And I'm not trying to knock the kid. I'm just saying we have not seen the guy. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do, but is that going to be the best situation for him to come and showcase that talent first? We're a ball-dominated team by Ty and Corey Webster. So, well, how long is Corey Webster out for? Well, that's a big question. It didn't look that's great the, when It didn't look good the way he was walking. Yeah, so I don't so. think Corey Webster's going to be playing anytime soon, but it's still... So that'll be fun. It could be fun to watch him and Ty, uh, Ty on the backcourt. Because um, gonna... Corey and Ty were able to coexist in that team. They're two and different still players, win games. but two, two offensive, like 30-point games, but different. So Will McDowell White's another guard who needs the ball in his hands a lot. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes, but I'm with you. It's, it's going to go one or two ways, which has been the breakers. But they've turned things around, mind you. I love what they're doing. Yeah, no, I love what they're doing as well. And it seems like, look, when Lamar Patterson started sitting out, they just they seem to gel and yep. go better. That's not a knock on Lamar Patterson. I'm not knocking Will McDowell White, but I'm just excited to see if the kid is worth the hype because we just haven't had a chance to really see him at a proper competitive level. There's Europe, Europe, there's G League sort of stuff, but it's been sporadic and intermittent. Yeah, I can't wait to see him. His first game out of 14 days hotel quarantine and he doesn't play too well. Yeah. We cut him down. <laughs> <It was> so, <laughs> I did the same thing. Too. I think it was Isaiah. I actually I apologize. I can't pronounce his last name properly and I'm not going to disrespect it by butchering it, but Isaiah out of Sac State. Came out into the NZNBL, went 0 of 14 from the mm. three point line, I believe it was. Doesn't look good out of 14 days quarantine. He's picked it up now and he's earned himself so in the NBL and he's playing good basketball when he gets his opportunities. Perth Wildcats, don't fix it if it ain't broken. Do you use that import slot if Bryce Cotton gets his citizenship? Do they use that import slot to bring anyone else in? I reckon they're playing fantastic basketball at the moment, so I'm going to say it's cold. I, I'm going to say it's hot just because I think they need a four spot. And I don't, I don't know who it is. You don't need a massive name, but I think you need a more concrete four spot. Luke Travers was started. His leash got really short from Trev. They started Jared Bairstow, which is an incredible story in his own right. I still think they just need that solid four man you can get 25, 30 minutes out of that's going to produce. The rest of the roster, I think it works, complements each other perfectly. But I think they do just need that extra four spot. Beautiful. Brandon Paul, can he turn the 36ers season around? He's a gun, man. That was a fun to watch him. But what wasn't fun to watch, a blow a 26-point lead the way they did. So I'll tell you how they blew a 26-point lead. Give Brandon Paul the ball. He can turn the 36ers season around, in my opinion. Well, there was, but give him the ball. There was a, there was so many times yeah. where he was sitting there waiting for a reversal. Uh, uh. Well, they knew. So they were down 21 at the halftime, and Trev Gleeson was going to fire at Perth up no matter what. They came out, and they had nine on the trot. Connor Henry called a timeout, and I was commentating the game. I was like, here comes Brandon Paul. He didn't come in straight away. I was like, man, you've got to bring in Brandon Paul, surely. They've just scored nine. This team can get rolling and look what happened. Well, it's weird because I look at Giddy, unbelievable player, but not a pure scorer. Well, no, he's going to get that sense. The, he's going to get and the ball have, to Brandon yeah, Paul. You have Isaac, but there were yeah. so many times where it should have been, looked like it should have been reserved to a red-hot Brandon Paul and he didn't quite get it. Well, I tell you, the Sixers, if everything was going, we talk about injuries, if their lineup was Giddy, Detch, Paul, Humphreys, Johnson, that's a whole different story. It's a solid about. lineup they've yeah. got, and I'm not going to write them off at this point because Humphreys still to come back into this unit. Mm. Brandon Paul, once he gets his feet under him and 
Well, he was straight out, under of, him. straight out of hotel and had twenty. Straight out of hotel, had a twenty piece nugget. I mean. It's like a, it sort of had an impact. Like when Glenn Rice Jr. came to the league, except Brandon Paul seems oh, like an chills. absolutely Sorry. fantastic human being, articulate, great guy from I all. I forget how much of a bucket Glenn Rice Jr. was. Oh, he was, he a, was bucket. a bucket. Bro. He was a bucket. The yeah. problem was he was an absolute nut. Yes. <laughs> anyway, is the next stars documentary Oscar worthy? Now, you as an NBL loyalist, I'm sure you'll say it is. NBL employee, thank you very much. I'm not even really a freelance, but uh, I saw it. If you've never, if you don't know anything about the next stars documentary, the some of the behind the scenes footage of RJ Hampton's agent talk, talking about Dan Shamir was kind of cool to see. I was like, whoa, I didn't know any of that. Um, but again, I know a lot about the next stars. So I mean, was I wasn't the only one the coming at Dan Shamir. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Um, <laughs> But I think it was, from what I heard, it was a last-minute thing that I had to try and get together because they realised that these guys are going to be doing big things in the NBA. And Isaiah Hampton's doing well now too. Um, so if you don't know anything about it, I think it's going to be eye-opening to see exactly those conversations I talk about. And Terry Armstrong, I know he was injured and all the stuff he didn't play, but he talks about something that happened in his life, which is pretty like heartbreaking to hear it come out of a kid's mouth. Um, and he's all across the other side of the world. So some definitely some eye-opening things. If you don't know anything about the next stars or haven't seen these guys except for the NBA, it's definitely worth having to check it out. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I've not had the time to see it yet, and I look forward to seeing it, but maybe not Oscar-worthy. Probably not. I don't know who cold. said that. We'll go cold <laughs> on, <laughs> on the whole Oscar, <laughs> But anyway, no, I am looking forward to seeing it. Cash out your Nathan Sobey MVP vet bets with Lamar Patterson joining the unit. Yeah, that might be tough. That's what I said because he's not a defender, is he? And Sobey is just right now with the team around him, his ball and him and Vic Law, it's their show. Yeah, I guess you might want to consider it. But, yeah, I but he's also changed the way he played, so maybe he can adapt to it better than what we've seen in the past. So I don't want to – I'm really high on Nathan Sobey right now, so I'll give him a I don't think with... anything's slowing down the Nathan Sobey train. Mm. I'm saying hold on to him. The dude's... I'm saying the guy. The guy's still – he's still going to get – there is enough shots in an NBL game yeah. well, and the... for him to be able to get 30. And the way and that the he's playing – yeah. I trust that Lamanus is a smart enough coach. Lamanus, I've long said this, one of the better coaches we have in the league. He's had to deal with a whole bunch of other things mm. over the duration of his time in the NBA, or his most recent time in the NBA with the Boomers drama and all this sort of stuff. I still believe that that, that should be just a single job. If you're the Boomers coach, you're the Boomers coach, mm-hmm. you leave it at that. Yep. But unfortunately, the way that money works, <laughs> there's not enough to go around and you have to also coach in the NBL. So I think that Lamanus is smart enough to not bring a guy in that's going to take away from the team. I'm with you. Uh, I, so I think I'm that Sobey's still, still going to be able to get his shots and Lamar Patterson's also a good enough player to understand, okay, I'm coming into this unit that is rolling. Well, you say cash, I'm, I'm feeling for whoever those people were when Ryan Brockoff signed of jumping <laughs> off futures for the Phoenix. <laughs> Might be in trouble. Perth to win intro of the year. Now, I know you're the most sappy dude on Twitter. You love all the family stuff, and I do as well. I, re- I really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I tw- I don't tweet about it. I don't yeah. sit on the fence like you nah. do these, on your Twitter. But you're saying intro of the year. I I loved it. I mean, yeah, it's only six weeks or whatever it was away from home, but it was surprised that the guys, and they're going home the next day to see their families. I thought it was a really cool time. We've seen it already. The NBA's done it. But again- Oh, it's a common thing. There's, Cotton, a, there's a difference between a lot of teams saying, oh, maybe we should do this and actually do yeah. it. And the Perth Wildcats time and time again just proved they are the class organisation, mm. not just in this league, but in sport in general. You saw the hotel yeah. with everything lined up on there. But you don't think there's a reason they came out and were down 21 and a half? Because in the back of everyone's mind is, man, I get to see my girlfriend, my wife, my kids. There's like, emotional hangovers with that stuff. 100%. It's like when you have senior day in college. Mm. I remember when I had senior day in college. I think I went 0 for 7 to start that game. Oh, then uh, carry that over really, to the NBL. Nothing really changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it must have been – it was rookie day in the NBL when I got in there. NBL Cup needs its own MVP. If there was to be an MVP – Hot. 
It's hot. I think it does need its yeah. own MVP. It's and maybe there is another cash prize for the MVP. Maybe Ooh. half an MG or whatever it is. I don't know. I suppose you can't give the full MG for <laughs> nah, the MG. Just half. Just halve it and you yep. get the other half of you win it at the end. Or Hungry Jacks every day. Yeah, Hungry Jacks, something like that. Yeah, it Who does. Who would win out, out of Bryce oh. Cotton and Nathan Sobey? Because that's, that's tough. tough, man. Because what Bryce did, we talked about the roster and consistently and everyone's honing in on him. But I'm still going to go Sobey. I just love the way that Sobey's playing right now. But again, maybe they get half an MG each. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but who would you have picked? Because I, I had... I, I'd go with Bryce Cotton. And I'm right. a Perth and you're not wrong either way. this sort of stuff. Yeah. But no, I just think... Perth loyalist, Perth harpy. loyalist. Uh, no, no, no. But if you've got to go with the, the regular way the MVP is done, the yeah. winning team, if it's that hard to split, you mm. go with the winning team. Yeah. And no. that was Bryce Cotton. Yeah. But who? I got through it without sniffling. Yeah. Fantastic. Clarentine. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed my nasally voice. I'll get on the Clarentine, and we will see you next week, hopefully with some better news to kick it off. Enjoy. Gamble responsibly.